0: Have you actually surrendered your life to God if you are only going to obey if he tells you why, if he tells you what's the use? You don't have to answer that now, (laughs) but I think we can all agree that we must endure this mundane time. And like I said before, remember that the mundane becomes unbearable, more unbearable when you feel like you're missing out on something. Therefore, the mundane can become more bearable if you understand that you are where you're supposed to be and you have everything that you need. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It it is Monday here on Church oh. Board Confessions. Oh. He will direct your path. So, what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Poor Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke, and I'm blessed and I'm privileged to be used by God. I'm blessed I'm privileged to be used by God to serve you, the one that's listening, the one that's watching. Sorry, I'm a little bit out of breath right upstairs. Whew. <sighs> Sorry. Anyways, I uh, hope you guys had an amazing last week. Um, I have been good myself and for reasons that I'm going to talk about on this podcast. Um, so let's get straight to it. First and foremost, I want to say... For everybody that's been subscribing, for everybody that's been liking, commenting, um, sending us messages, sending us questions and all that, um, that have been listening and even leaving ratings on the podcast. Thank you so much. We've seen your responses. We've seen how you guys have you know, given us feedback. We've seen the topic suggestions and all that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being active members of this community. Um, thank you for taking the time to subscribe and taking the time to like uh, apparently i think that that like helps spread the message thank you for sharing with your friends if you're someone who shared with your friends um thank you thank you for being a part of this community it's 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 amazing we um i don't know we, we we for sure we're for sure a community and um i i think the aim is to try to find more ways that we as a community unassociated community can interact more if you got ideas like hit me up you feel me like how we can come together and like you know help each other out more like that'd be great because a lot of useful people in this crowd you know what i'm saying a lot of people that you know god is giving you a testimony or god is put on your heart to serve in a certain way or contribute in a certain way whatever it might be um we're open to what you guys have to say about that because we are a growing community we're a community of growing people and yeah i love you guys so let's get straight into this topic. So today we're going to talk about mundanity. Yes, that is a word. We're um, the mundane. Um, so I think that, you know, this, this episode is definitely expired by my current situation, situation that I've been in ever since COVID started. And many of you may have been in since COVID started also the mundanity of life, being in the mundane. When I say mundane, I'm talking about like, it's a time period where everything's is like, isn't, you know, you have a lack of excitement and everything's so painstakingly boring. And like, a lot of things are routine. And I'm telling you like this, man, that can really mess with you mentally. Like it has messed with me mentally for the past year. And I feel like I finally got to a point where I'm better now. Like if I could just talk about my experience ever since COVID hit, it's been a a long period of like the mundane. I'm going to call it the mundane. And in this period, um it's like first of all i didn't know what god wanted me to do for a very long time majority of this period majority of the past year um and because of that i was you know waking up every day living with my parents 23 years old no job um you know not making any money literally living off my parents living with my parents all that stuff and it would be mondays were especially hard because you know every day i'd get up and like you know i do things unassociated or like you know I do things here and there, but, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like anything was advancing in my life. And I felt like I'm just stuck. I was stuck in this place of not knowing what to do next. And, you know, it's just this common routine every week that like, is just, I feel like I'm lost in, in a sense. Um, and, and I, and I call it the mundane just because like it, I, I just had, I, I think the reason why it was so hard is because I was so discontent with my life. You know, I was, I was so discontent. I feel like I should be somewhere else. I feel like I was missing something. Um, and I feel like a lot of you guys may be, you know, going through the same thing right now, or maybe you've been through the same thing, or maybe you could possibly be entering that period. And, um, I, this episode is for you, for you, those people who have God, who God has has called to the mundane, um, ultimately i i thank the holy spirit because i i feel like i'm in a place where like i'm still in this like kind of mundane time of my life but i'm thankful um and i feel like you know god is not feel like god is given me more clarity for my future so i'm thankful for that too but even before that like i feel like i'm just more content because if if i can say that being in the mundane becomes more unbearable when you feel like you're missing something then that means like you know conversely i don't know if it's conversely or transversely um Being in the mundane becomes more bearable when you feel like you're where you're supposed to be and feel like you have everything that you need. And I think that ultimately that has to do with being content. Like, I feel like so many of us are are in this mundane area of our lives. And because we are not content, that's why things like that's why we're so anxious. That triggers our anxiety because we feel like we're supposed to be doing more. We feel like we're not where we're supposed to be. And we feel like we don't have everything that we need. So we need to get these things or, or man, we don't know how we don't know what God has told us. Um, But I want to talk about being content. Cause that's, what's going to help us endure this time period. You see, especially because we have a society where we are, you got to grind for this. You got to grind for that. Oh, you don't have it. Go get it. Go make your own opportunities, yada, yada, yada. And a lot of times that sounds great. And some of the times that is the case for the life of a Christian, but then a lot of the time it's also not the case for the life of a Christian. And I think it's up to us to be in our word and to be communicating with the Holy Spirit to know that we, it's not our game plan. You know what I'm saying like we're following somebody else's game plan. We are not the captains where we deem somebody else the captain of our life when we surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ, right? So this whole grind, 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 make your opportunities, go get what you want, yada, yada, yada. It sounds great, but sometimes that's not the case for us. When God tells us to work hard and grind, then let's work hard and let's grind. But then other times, just like God has you in this period of time where things are painstakingly boring. There's not a lot of excitement and you feel like, you know, you're not doing something right because you're not grinding or you feel like you're not doing something right because you're not, um, you know, things aren't exciting. And like, you're just waking up and it's the routine thing every week and stuff like that. And man, being content is very important. I know that society tells us to be dissatisfied and to always be chasing after more, but that's why we are not conformed to this world, right? We're not, we're supposed to have a different mindset. We are a new creation, right? So what, what, where, where, does being content play a role in our lives as Christians. And I believe it plays a role when especially God has called us to this mundane period of our time. And we have to learn to be content in order to endure that period of time. When you're reading the Bible, there are many stories in the Bible, right? And I feel like all the stories talk about the highlighted parts of someone's life, right? But if you really read the Bible and you realize, you know, that there's a period between when different highlights would happen, then you start to really understand that, like, this is some real life stuff, right? Like, for example, Moses, between the time that Moses um, left Egypt, when when he ran away, right, and to the time where God called him to go back to Egypt and, and, and be his vessel to free the children of Israel out of Egypt, I believe the Word of God says that was 40 years span, 40 years. That means that Moses left Egypt and he was a shepherd for some time in the wilderness or whatever, wherever he was at. And before he got to speak with the burning bush and God gave him this task, it's 40 years, yo. What in the world was Moses doing waking up every day for 40 years? And, you know, look at Abraham. Abraham was promised, I'm going to give, you know, God said, I'm going to give you like offspring, like a nation is going to come from your seed. And then it was around like twenty some odd, twenty five years later, that he actually, you know, had Isaac. What in the world was Abraham thinking every day that he woke up for twenty five years, and like you're you're the, you're the leader of your house, and God promised you this thing, and it's not there, it's not coming, it doesn't look like it's coming. Like you're having sex with your wife, and nothing is happening. The mundane. What about when Joseph is given dreams of, of you know being a a ruler and even his own family members um, bowing down to him. And then when that actually happened and he was second in command in Egypt, how long was that? How long was it? You know, David got anointed to be king when he was a teenager and then he didn't become actually king until, you know what theologians agree. He was 30 years old. I think it says in the Bible, 30 years old. That's over 10 years. I was actually reading Acts. I've been reading through Acts. I just finished reading through Acts In Acts 24. It was just funny because like sometimes the mundane parts of the Bible you just give them one verse. Like the fact that apostle Paul was under house arrest for 2 years. Just 2 years. In my Bible it has like, you know, subtitles and it says like the silent 2 years where it's like, you know, he w- he went and was judged by this guy that the, by this governor or mayor or whatever his name was Felix and Um, in order to, you know, cause Paul was, was being accused by some of the Jews and Felix in order to keep the Jews, his accusers, you know, happy. Um, he just, you know, kept Paul and bound him for two years in house arrest. What in the world was Paul thinking (laughs) for two years in house arrest? And this wasn't the only time that he was ever captured and, and bound. What was he thinking through all these years that he spent? I believe, I don't know how many years he ended up spending i remember i think in the past i said it was like half his life which is not true my bad but i don't know how many years he ended up spending i read five but i don't i'm not sure but like overall like you know his time period of being um in prison but then you also have to account for how many times he was you know almost beaten and almost killed and paul Paul had a difficult life but what was he thinking in those days where he was bound and he and at this in this particular point he was bound for two years house arrest you can't do anything i can't help but think that there were days he must have been tempted to think that he's missing something he's missing out on something paul was an evangelist he'd go here to there to there to talk about jesus christ and now he had to stay one place in the mundane for two years i'm trying to figure out what in the world they were thinking and what were they doing for the 40 years for the 20 years or 25 years. For the, for the two years. For the 10 years. What? <laughs> the mundane. I think that. We may all go through that period of life. Where it just seems like what's the point? What's the use? Why does the mundane exist? Well, if I can propose an answer. Given scripture. I would say that you know, the mundane does surely exist for a reason. Now, whether we discover that reason is, I don't know. Some of us, I think we'll we'll never know that reason. And other times I think the reasons are quite obvious, but what I do know is in Romans chapter eight, verse 28, It says all and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I think that most times when people read this verse and they read it in the context of like, you know, good things happening and bad things happen, all things work together for your good. I must interject and also add that even the mundane things, because it says all things, right? So that means the good, the bad, and the times where we think that life, we're just indifferent about life, the mundane. All these things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. That means that there must be purpose. There must be a reason for the mundane, for the the mundanity. I don't know if you ever heard of something called prison epistles, but these are are, um, letters that Paul wrote to churches while he was in prison. Um, uh, specifically, you know, scholars would say while he was in prison in Rome, um, or bound in Rome. Um, I believe if I, if I get this correctly, I believe it's Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon, right? And like these letters came while apostle Paul was bound. They came while he was in the mundane. That's how they were conceived. That's how they came about And just makes you think, I wonder if, you know, in the days that Paul would wake up and it'd be another painstakingly boring day because you're not, you're not able to do anything. And maybe you feel like you're missing out on this or missing out on that. And you write these letters, but did you know that these letters would shape the knowledge of Christ of Christians that we would share over 2000 years later? Could he have foreseen this? Did he know this, that these letters that he was writing while he was in the mundane would shape our knowledge of Christ, Emmanuel, that it would have an impact on what Emmanuel is going to say on the Church Boy Confessions podcast over 2,000 years later. Did he know that? Just like you may not know why exactly God has you in this place right now when things are boring and you're waking up every week, another week has gone by and you're not doing anything that you feel like you're supposed to be doing. Another week has gone by and you still feel like you're missing out on life. Man, I've been there. I've been there with you. Majority of this past year, I've been in this space where, yeah, you know what I'm saying? God's using me for unassociated stuff. So I feel like, you know, I have some type of purpose in life, of course, right? But at the same time, I feel like there's things that I'm missing, right? But I can't help but think what if God proposed that Paul be bound for a period of time for the sake of Paul to pick up the pen? For the sake of Paul to pick up the pen. For you and me. So there has to be purpose in the mundane. Even if you were to die before you actually understand that full purpose, that full reasoning. For you saw the effects of the mundane. Isn't that crazy? Because Paul didn't see the effects. He died before he knew that this would be a thing. 2000 years later, right? <sighs> that his letters would be considered as scripture. <clears> hmm. <throat> Um, I think that this is evidence of the fact that we cannot be stagnant in the mundane because a lot of us were in this time of, of mundanity. Right. And we think that, you know, what's the point? That's, that's the thing. And I, I, that's the devil. What's the point? You're waking up every day. Nothing's changing. You're doing your routine. It looks like you're not going anywhere in life. What's the point? Don't do anything then. That's the devil. Because if Paul decided that I'm I'm still in prison after all these years, I'm still in prison. That I'm not going to do anything. Whatever God gave up on me, God left me. He forsaken me. We would not have these prison epistles, would we? Well, what if Joseph, while he was in prison, he thought, well, you know, God has left me. He's forsaken me. I'm in the mundane. I'm in prison for all these years. He was in prison for more than I think. Believe more than Paul was, or for longer than Paul was. But no, J- Joseph continued to use his gift. He continued to be a leader in the prison. And, and, and it's because he used his gift while he was in the prison. Go read The uh, Life of Joseph. I forgot exactly where it is. I believe it's somewhere in Genesis. Yeah. Because he used his gift while being in the mundane, that was his ticket eventually on how he was able to get out of prison because he was interpreting someone's dream. You can read that for yourself. So um, my question is, you know, the devil wants us to think, well, what's the use? But let me ask you something. He wants he, The devil wants you to think, what's the use? Why? Well, you know, I'm. this is a routine. You know, this is boring. This is painstaking. I'm tired of this mundanity in my life. What's the use? Why even try to stay in your bed? Stop trying. You have nothing going for you. My question is, you're sick of the routine. You're sick of the mundanity. So does that mean that? God has to tell you what the use is In order for you to be obedient In order for you to continue going on And if that's the case If you answer yes to that question Then, then you, have you actually surrendered your life to him Have you actually surrendered your life to God If you are only going to obey If he tells you why Or if he tells you what's the use You don't have to answer that now <laughs> But I think we can all agree That we must endure this mundane time And like I said before, remember that the mundane becomes unbearable, more unbearable when you feel like you're missing out on something. Therefore, the mundane can become more bearable if you understand that you are where you're supposed to be and you have everything that you need. That's going to help us be content. And and when we are content, that's going to help us get rid of uh, the anxiety. So... I want to read Philippians 4. I'm going to start at verse 6 to 7. Then I'm going to jump from 11 to 13. This is Apostle Paul writing. Go figure. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Other versions will say, be anxious for nothing. Because this is a verse about anxiety. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And now I'm jumping to verse uh, 11. Now that I not that I speak in respect of once, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both to to, uh, both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, not to be both to be abound and to suffer need. I, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus mighty name, I pray. We see that Paul was able to endure the time of mundanity. And how was he able to endure the time of mundanity? How was he able to not go crazy with anxiety, thinking that I'm missing out on this? I'm missing out on that. It's because he ended up being content. He was content in the mundanity because he prayed and he presented his supplications to God. And he thanked God through it all. And then that's when the peace of God hmm, that surpasses all understanding started to guard his heart and his mind. The peace of God that surpasses all. Do you know what it means to surpass all understanding? That means that you have peace, even when it doesn't make sense to others that you have peace. Because exactly what we're going through in our in our in our society where you have to grind, you shouldn't be at peace. Society would tell you and we are society. So let that be known because I don't like people say society. We are society. We tell ourselves that you have to grind, grind, grind. And if you don't have what you want, it's your fault because you have to grind, grind, grind. What I'm telling you is that mindset, it ignores the fact that we are not going according to our own plan. We have surrendered our life to God, which means that we are going to his plan. So that means that there could be a time to grind and there's be a time to just follow a routine of mundanity. And guess who decides when those times are? God himself. God himself. So then other people are going to be thinking, how is this person so peaceful? And sometimes we think we're scared. We know that God has given us peace, but we're scared to be at peace because then we think it looks like it, it, it looks like we're not working hard. And then other people are going to be like, oh, they're a slacker. Oh, they don't see. They're not about that. They're not this. They're not that. But need I remind you that you answer to an audience of one, not seven billion Paul was able to endure after he prayed. He he presents his petitions. He thanked God and the peace of God came upon him. And he learned how to be content. That any And any situation that he was in, when things were going great, when things weren't going great, when he had a lot or he didn't have a lot, he was able to be content. Why? Because through Christ who strengthens him, he was able to do it all. He was able to do it all. Ultimately, he learned that he could be content. He learned that he wasn't missing anything. He had Christ. He had Christ. To those that God has called to the mundane, I want you to know that you're not missing anything. Has anybody told you that? People told you to grind. And you start to think bad about yourself because you feel like you're not doing enough every single time. You work hard, too. And you feel like you're not doing enough because you don't see the results and so on and so on. And you're in this mundane time of not knowing what to do next and so on and so on. But can I tell you to pray? Can I tell you to thank God? Can I tell you to present your petitions to God? Can I tell you to do that? And once you've done that, you've done that by faith. And you made sure that there's nothing to hinder God from uh, from hearing your prayers. That you've you've asked for forgiveness, that you've forgiven other people and so on. Can I tell you that once you've done that, you can relax? Because God is going to visit you. His peace is going to visit you. And he's going to show you how to be content in your place and you have to trust him. Can I tell you that? Can I tell you that you don't have to worry about missing anything because God is able to provide for you everything that you need? Can I tell you that? Can I tell you that you don't have to worry about your life anymore? Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 34. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be, be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. That's what the non believers seek. Not us. For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I love how in verse 32 it even it, it still like gives us this juxtaposition to how we should behave. And how that's different from how the world behaves. This is what the world worries about, not us. This is what the world is seeking after and being concerned about, not us. You know why? Because we serve the Father. That, that, and we can be confident that we have everything that we need as long as we seek that kingdom first. Seek the kingdom first. So many people told me that while I was in that space of mundanity. Seek the kingdom first. And I can tell you now today that I am content. I still don't have a job. It's still things that I, you know, that would make me more financially stable. It's still things that, you know, I'm looking for. I have goals for. Right. But I don't lack anything right now. I don't. And I don't believe that I do. And I believe that when the right job comes and the right pay comes and when things are right and 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 when financial aid comes in and and because I want to go to seminary school, all that different stuff. It will get taken care of. Mark my words today. It'll get taken care of. Because I prayed about it. And however God wants to do it, He's gonna do it. Cause my I'm not worrying about this no more. I'm waking up, sometimes be waking up bored. My sister's coming home this um this week, so I won't be all that bored. But sometimes I wake up, I'm bored. I am. But you know what? I'm still happy, I'm content. I look at the things that I have. I have all these family members that love me. They're not pressuring me. My parents are supportive of me and so on. I'm I'm counting my blessings right now, and I'm content. I am sorry, society. Emmanuel's happy, even though Emmanuel doesn't have so much money, or Emmanuel doesn't have everything going for him right now. I'm happy, I am, I'm joyful, I'm thankful. And watch, God's gonna take care of it. Mark my words, I said it today. I'm confident, He's gonna take care of it all. Pray, present your petitions to Him, thank Him, and when He hears you, stop worrying, He sees you, stop being afraid. He's with you. Stop being anxious and feeling empty, because if you didn't have purpose anymore, you wouldn't be here anymore. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, God, for this episode. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your love. Thank you, Lord, for for blessing us and strengthening us. Thank you for this message that blesses me just as much as it blesses them. Oh, God, don't let anybody that needs to hear this message miss this message. Oh, God, let your name be glorified. Father, I pray, Lord, for the person that's watching. I pray for the person that's listening this, you, a part of our community. Father, bless this community, oh God, and help us, whether we're in the mundane or whether we're in an exciting part of our lives where everything's going for us or everything's happening, so many things are happening, whatever it might be, God. Be with us, Father God. Strengthen us, oh God. Help us to be content. Help us to put you first. Help us not worry about life, oh God, because we don't have to worry about life. Let your name be glorified, oh God. King of kings, Lord of lords. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Love you guys. You guys have an amazing, amazing week. Whether it's mundane, whether it's exciting, give glory to God. He's there with you, He's there with you. You have everything that you need. Relax, okay? Love you guys. Peace.